Well, hello, hello, hello. How are you? What you up to? What are you doing? Where in the day am I meeting you? Are you just waking up? Are you on your way to work? Are you having lunch, dinner? Maybe going to bed? Well, wherever it is that you are in this moment, just know that I'm excited to be there with you. In this current moment, I am driving. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, more often than not, I, I find myself, I guess maybe because there's time, right, when, especially when you're in traffic, <laughs> that, you're, that you just have more time to sit and, and think, but also to be in, uninterrupted and, and to, to talk and to, to enjoy dialogue. Sometimes I feel like some of the best phone conversations and catch-up times I have with people in my life are often when I'm driving, so maybe you find the same. But anyway... Whatever you are doing, I am now with you in that moment. So, here we go. So, I hope uh, I hope the lunch is good if we're having lunch, or if we're just chilling and being cozy. Then I hope it's a good time. <laughs> um, you know, I was I was recently kind of in an interesting situation. Um, I actually got into an argument, um, you know, with with my with my mom. Um, and, you know, I love my mother, um, but, you know, like anyone in any family, we have certain relationships that I feel like require more effort sometimes to, to work out, to balance, to understand each other. And there are those in your life who are like, oh, these are so seamless and so easy. <laughs> Why is this one so difficult? And... And it's a long story, and like, right, we all have our perspectives to why our particular relationship with someone is a little bit more challenging than some of our other ones. Even those of, of friends, you know, our chosen family, that seem to be more smooth and easy. But my mother and I were, we had an argument or disagreement. Um, we just weren't seeing eye to eye on something. And, um, you know, I, find, I found myself saying something to her that I was very surprised um, I had, I had said, you know, I don't need you to like me, I don't need you to love me, and I don't need you to call me back if this is how this is gonna go. And we hung up, conversation was over, and I would say we didn't speak probably for whew, three, almost four weeks, almost a month, and that's not typical, like, ah, oh, we didn't know. Like anyone will have a little tiff or disagreement and then, you know, a couple of days and say, okay, cool, I'm sorry, okay, forgive you, I'm sorry, you know, and move on. This was different. And it wasn't even just the time in between, you know, but it was more what that statement that I said, that carried far more weight than I realized. And I'll repeat it. I don't need you to like me. I don't need you to love me, and I don't need you to call me back if this is how it's going to be. And that statement <laughs> carried more weight and more healing in my life than I realized at, at the moment that I said it. And I'll explain. I think growing up, you know, developmentally, you know, how, how we are wired as people, as humans, as, you know, these human beings that require relationships to survive, to thrive, 
to exist. Um, we we want to be loved. We want to be liked. We want to be accepted. And for me in particular, I struggled a lot with that um, growing up, just through the different you know traumas and experiences I went through. Uh, early on, I realized that I rejected my needs as a person and traded them in uh, for pleasing everyone else. I think I looked at it as well. I will do anything for love. And as a kid, that's what I did. You know, it's like, cool, that's what you do because you want mom and dad to love you. You want your the bullies at school to love you. You want your siblings to love you. You just want someone to love you and tell you that you're, you know, you're good enough. Someone to be nice to you. And you grow up and you continue a lot of those habits and trends and don't realize it. Um, and, you know, I've been doing a lot of work in my life, done therapy, I've done, you know, own my own spiritual journey and healing work and, you know, a number of things that have helped. Mentors and, um, you know, energy work, a bunch of great different tools that have helped guide me along this journey of, of growth and healing and just breakthrough, you know? And... I don't think it was really until I said those words, I don't need you to love me, that I I broke through something that I don't think I ever even knew I needed to. And it was the detachment within myself that told me that in order for me to love myself, I first needed to be loved by my parents. And as an adult, I've come to see that I don't need their love in order for mine to be valid. And I don't think I consciously knew that's how I functioned. But it was after that moment that I uttered those words, I don't need you to love me, that I realized my love for myself, my self-love was contingent. Not just on the love of others, but on the love of my parents. And that statement wasn't like a big, you know, excuse my French, big fuck you. It was just simply, I don't need your love for mine to be good enough, for mine to matter, for mine to exist. My love stands alone. My love for me is enough. And I don't know about you, but woof, that was like, okay. <laughs> wasn't expecting that. To be, to, for me to say it, one, and then secondly, wasn't expecting for it to radically, beautifully, positively impact my life the way it has since. And there was this, this freedom, this, this peace that just kind of came over me progressively, and I felt it start to grow and build because it was as though I gave myself permission to love me fully, and not just to love myself fully, but to accept that love fully. And so, I would pose that question to you of who in your life do you need to say? Whether it's more of an internal conversation, maybe even an outwardly verbal one to them or just even to yourself of saying, I don't need you to like me and I don't need your love. I'm sure we all have a person or persons 
for our love for ourselves is contingent on their love or their ability or inability to love us. You deserve so much more than to be limited in your capacity to love yourself because of someone else's inability to see you, to hear you, and to love you. And so, just know that I am standing in your corner. I am on the sidelines as your cheerleader saying, your love for you is enough. You don't need anyone else's love for yours to be good enough. So if there's that person or persons in your mind that you instantly start to visualize and you're like, oh yeah, there is someone whose love is holding my own love for me prisoner and I'm ready to free my love. I'm ready to take my love for me back. And it might feel scary to even begin to process that. Or maybe you're like, yes, I'm ready. I'm ready to break through and break free. Let's do it. But wherever you find yourself, just know that I'm with you. I'm looking at you saying, you can do this. You deserve this. I mean it. You do deserve it. You do deserve to know your love to the fullest capacity because at the end of the day, we spend more times with ourselves, literally 24-7, with ourselves than anyone ever will or can. And what we really, really, truly do need is our unadulterated, unfiltered love. Because that's the one we're going to be around most. I know for a lot, not just for a lot of my life, but well, most of it, I guess, that I'm very cognizant of. I didn't really give myself love. Kind of beat myself down a lot. And, you know, you grow up and you're like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to live that kind of life. Well, you start to make changes. And you do, and they're great the therapies, and you change, you're working on your minds, and all the other stuff. But along my journey, I didn't realize that I needed to, or even really how to, detach myself from needing my love for me to be validated by my parents, by my friends, by my siblings. And so I stand here with you saying... Go ahead and stand for you and say, you know what? I don't need anyone else's love for my love to stand alone, to be the most healing thing to ever occur, to ever happen. And it may take time, right? You may not even know that you need to do that. Or maybe you've done it, and if you have... Congratulations. Go you. So happy for you. Because I know the feeling that came over me once I started to realize that I no longer need permission to love me well. And if you're barely entering that journey, not asking for permission from anyone else to love you, then I'm here with you. You can do it.
So as I sit in this amazing traffic, <laughs> I actually, it is kind of pretty, I'll be honest. I'm seeing the skies right now. They're like this beautiful, picturesque, like cotton candy, watercolor, like the mountains and the sky and the color. It's just uh, it's breathtaking, to be honest. It makes the traffic worth it. <laughs> um, but as I'm sitting here and on the road driving, it just... Just have a smile on my face, not simply because of just the beautiful colors in the sky and nature, but just that excitement that of the reality and the truth that we don't need anyone's permission in order for us to love ourselves. And that truth is so powerful, but it was one hidden from me for a very, very long time. So whoever you are and wherever you are, just know I'm here smiling because your breakthrough is just around that corner, just around that statement of saying, I don't need your love. And so, yeah, I don't know, just excited, excited for what's to come, for the possibilities that await you the joy and the freedom that's coming for you. So enjoy the day wherever you find yourself. Thank you for letting me join you, <laughs> letting me be with you today. It's always fun. And remember, you are seen, you are heard, and you are worth fighting for. I'll catch you in the next one. Have a beautiful day.